Let's talk some NASCAR now, as Jordan Bianchi with The Athletic joins us on the line. Good afternoon, Jordan. Hope you're doing well. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on, guys. Always a pleasure. Yeah, hey, so uh, the race on Sunday, Ricky Stenhouse gets the win in overtime, 230 miles. You know, we were kind of talking about this in the, in the last segment. Uh, NASCAR is something Daniel and I both pay attention to, but I would not consider us to be, like, hardcore fans. What did the hardcore fan think about the race on Sunday? Um, they were fine with it largely. I mean, it, it kind of played out like typical Daytona 500 tab, right? Which is you've got guys, you've got crashes, you've got guys kind of trying to make it to the end, and then all heck breaks loose in the last five laps or so. It probably goes into overtime a couple times, which is what happened. And so it just kind of, they're kind of attuned to it and kind of used to it in some respects. And, you know, as long as the racing is interesting, and I think that race had that, um, there's an acceptance that it was fine, and I'm not. This is by no means a an exact uh, barometer by any means. But if you look at my colleague Jeff Buck, he does a poll on Twitter every Monday, and you know I think the number was 71 percent of the, of the respondents approved of the race. Wow, that's really cool. Well, and the other question I want to ask you, you know, the race obviously it goes into the overtime stages, and and, and it kind of ended there, and you didn't get a checkered flag per se. Is it unrealistic to just keep having restarts until you do get a checkered flag? Yeah, I mean, I, I hear what you're saying, and you're right. I mean, you would like to see a kind of a, a definitive conclusion, but you can only do it so many times. And to be honest with you, if you have it set up where you can have an infinite number of restarts in overtime, um, I, I, we may still be there, to be honest with you. <laughs> because that's, these last few laps, just kind of anything goes, and at some point you got to kind of say enough is enough. And I don't know if you're going to have enough cars and their safety concerns. And I, you know, I, I like that NASCAR has the rule in place where they, they will try to put the race, they will have the race go into overtime and try to finish their green if they can. But at some point, you kind of got to draw a line in the sand. Look, we tried it, like, enough's enough. Jordan, what does this do for Stenhouse and his team to win that game, or to win that race on Sunday? Well, I mean, first and foremost, it probably puts them in the playoffs unless we just have an absolute crazy year and something even more crazier than last year, which is a huge deal for that team. And this is a team that is a small team, and they only got 45 employees. They don't have the, the budget and, and the scope that the Hendricks and the Penske's of the world do. And so for them to get this win, we're talking millions of dollars in their coffers of additional revenue. That's a huge thing. So that that first and foremost is a big thing. And, and for Ricky, it's a it's a defining moment. I mean, he's had a really, I think it's fair to say, underwhelming career. He's had a career where he came in with a lot of promise and potential. Hasn't fulfilled that. I mean, a lot of circumstances involved in that. Some of it out of his control. Some of it in his control. And he hasn't had a great career. He's had two wins, but they were both in 2017. And really since then, it's just kind of been a shrug your shoulders type thing. But to win the Daytona 500 is special, despite the craziness and the unpredictability and how sometimes this race, race kind of feels fluky sometimes. Um, you're not going to take that away from you know, the Daytona 500. Jordan Bianchi joining us here on the line. Uh, Jordan, I, I, Travis Pastrana, he finished 11th in the race. I know this was just kind of a one-time deal for him, but what did you think about seeing him in the Daytona 500? I thought it was cool. I mean, he was hitting an energy and excitement level, which was infectious. Um, and he's a great quote, which is great from our perspective. Um, but he had an appreciation mm -hmm. for like, being there. He thought this was like the coolest thing. And to see somebody come in from a different discipline, somebody who's done all sorts of different things, you know, parachuting out, or I shouldn't say parachuting, jumping out of an airplane without a parachute and, and doing all these things and coming here and saying, like, this is the coolest thing I've ever done. This is awesome. That's cool to see. And it, it's good for NASCAR to have a driver like that who wants to come here and be part of it. And, and it just kind of feels like elevates the Daytona 500 to a, even a little bit more of a higher level than it already is. 
So, Jordan, where does the NASCAR go as far as there's a good start to the season? How do they continue this momentum, you know, as we go through maybe the first month of the year? You got to have good racing. I mean, first and foremost, you got to have good competitive racing. You got to have some compelling storylines. And we're going to Fontana, which is a really good racy track in Southern California. It's one of the drivers' favorite tracks across the board. The racing there last year was phenomenal. Um, if you can go there and have a race like you had last year, have a good finish, um, that that'll carry you through. And then you've got some tracks upcoming. Las Vegas has got a potential to be a good race. Phoenix, uh, we'll see. But you just need you need storylines. You need captivating things that get people who maybe aren't NASCAR fans kind of in tune. I think you kind of saw that with Daytona, whether it was Jimmy Johnson or Travis Pastrana or you know even Stenhouse McMahon. Um, that that's a good start to the year. Hopefully, this carries through. And, and Jordan Wright, they're going to reconfigure Fontana, and this is the last race with this configuration. Is that right? Yeah, that is correct. You know, the story of the athletic broke back in September 2020. They are going through with this plan now um, to, to convert it from a two-mile high-speed super speedway, basically, to a half-mile high-bank short track. It's quite the ambitious project. Um, there's been a lot of stops and starts with this, but they are committed to doing this, and the plan is, is that they're basically going to shut down the track for the next year, probably two years, to be honest with you, and reconfigure it. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how this turns out, and I will be frank, there are some people that are skeptical that this is actually going to happen or not, but NASCAR is very adamant that they're going forward with this, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, what do the drivers think about that? Because you said, you know, that's one of their favorite tracks. I know Atlanta was the same way, and they reconfigured it. Are, are they as upset about uh, Fontana as they were Atlanta? Uh, yes, that would be a fair description. Uh, there's a lot of drivers that are saying, like, why are you doing this to this track? Of all of the tracks that you could reconfigure and redo, like, this is the one you shouldn't mess with, right? Um, they're not happy. There's, I would say all of them, but the, I've talked with quite a few of them, and I would say but two of them are, are kind of, like, indifferent to it, and like, eh, it is what it is. Uh, but they, they love this track. They love what it is. They love what it represents. But I will be truthful. Like, the racing there is good. But if you're a fan, it's not the most maybe always compelling because the field does get spread out a little bit. It's not as good as the short track. I mean, short track racing, you get beat and bang, the field is closed, you got all this drama. Um, I, I get why NASCAR is doing this. It makes sense. And while the drivers may like this, what the drivers always like isn't what's best for NASCAR nor its fans. Jordan, was there anybody Sunday who just really had a bad day that you say, okay, they need to bounce back pretty quickly? so their season doesn't kind of go off the rails here. Yeah, I mean, one name is Eric Jones. He had a really sweet Guns N' Roses paint scheme, which I thought was, it was great. Ten-year-old me was very <laughs> excited by that. Uh, Eric's one of those guys, I think he has the potential of a really good year, but he's with a team that really can't afford to throw away points and have a setback like this. They torn up the track where they can capitalize and have a good run. They didn't do that, and they ended up finishing, I believe, 40th, so they were last in the field. They're going to look back on this and go, okay, this is one that got away from us. That, that's not the start of the year that you want if you're that team. Good stuff. Jordan Bianchi of The Athletic has been our guest. Always appreciate the time, man. Enjoy the race on Sunday. Thanks, guys. Talk to you next Tuesday. Appreciate it.